0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come, Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 3, Episode 20 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you for joining us today as we are concluding our study of the January 11th to January the 17th uh, section of the Come, Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants 2 and Joseph Smith History, Chapter 1, Verses 27-65, to 65. The Hearts of the Children Shall Turn to Their Fathers. And today uh, we're concluding, like I say, with Doctrine and Covenants 2, Elijah came to turn my heart to my ancestors. Uh, I want to take this time um, that we have for this last episode today uh, of this week to consider further Doctrine and Covenants 2, and in particular, the differences between Doctrine and Covenants 2 or the, uh, the the section of Malachi 4 that Moroni stated or quoted to Joseph Smith, but with the key differences to what was found in Malachi chapter 4, and what Joseph, young Joseph may have learned from that, as well as considering what that means for us today. So um, if we, uh, yesterday I spoke about verse one and how, you know, the big addition to that verse was the priesthood being revealed by the hand of Elijah uh, and how that was an important part. Uh, we spoke about that, and I uh, referred you to the um, the recent mini podcast, mini series podcast from the Joseph Smith Papers project, which is about the priesthood restored. If you just search the priesthood restored in where you, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you should find it. It's six episodes long. It's really good, and it go and I've listened to it all now. It goes into really in depth into where the priesthood began. Um, What the understanding of priesthood authority was at the time of Joseph, young Joseph, searching for what church to join. Uh, What the priesthood was when it was first restored by John the Baptist and uh, Peter, James and John and the events surrounding those days that and events that happened. It also goes into how this into how the priesthood developed over time, not the power, uh, but the understanding of it develops over time. And in particular, priesthood um, offices were also developed over time and how this worked. Also, uh, t- discussion about uh, race in the priesthood as well, which was particularly interesting towards the end. And also, you know, the the impact today uh, and what it means to us today as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, how it is indeed a true and living church. Uh, I thought it was fascinating and I think it would. It, it, I would just refer you to that for a, for a deeper discussion on that. But in verse 2 of the Doctrine and Covenants, uh, it says this, and he shall plant in the hearts of the children the promises made to the fathers and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. Now, there are quite a few differences in this verse compared to Malachi chapter four, verse six. Uh, the big thing for me at the beginning is it says in Malachi, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. But here it says, and he shall plant in the hearts of the children the promises made to the fathers. So there's this. two, there's two things here. The, 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 the language of turning versus planting, and also the mention of promises made to the fathers. And this is obviously down to, you know, uh, the, the the welding link that can come through the sealing power and the promises made for, beginning from Abraham through to all of us who are adopted into the lineage of Abraham, how we can all receive the blessings of the priesthood in our families for eternity uh, as we follow the gospel of Christ. Um, and obviously this is referring to that and how this pro- these promises are the things which are planted in our hearts, which then leads us, as it says in verse 2, and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. So there is a turning of the uh, the hearts of the children to their fathers, but that comes when the pl- promises made to the fathers are planted in the hearts of the children. And I think that that is the, the real thing that was missing from the, the Malachi verse, is that this only happens because... There is a promise of eternal families and of a sealing power which can unite families beyond the grave for eternity, that it's not death till do us part. Richard G. Scott, uh, in a talk in October 2012 called The Joy of Redeeming the Dead, uh, said this, quote... The prophet Elijah committed the keys for vicarious work to Joseph Smith in the Kirtland Temple to fulfill the Lord's promise that he shall plant in the hearts of the children the promises made to the fathers, and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. Through further revelation to Joseph Smith and subsequent prophets, there has come an understanding of and the provision for temple work and the family history effort that supports it. Every prophet since Joseph Smith has emphasised the imperative need to provide all ordinances for ourselves and our deceased ancestors, close quote. I think that's an important point, uh, that through subsequent prophets and further revelation, our understanding of temple work and family history through this sealing power that turns our hearts to, the, to our fathers because of the promises planted in our hearts, this has actually not come Directly to Joseph Smith. It certainly was not in his understanding in 1823. There was not discussion or thoughts in his mind about temples and family history work at this time. Temples came towards the mid-30s and later as we have the Kirtland Temple and the the Nauvoo Temple. But even at that stage, there was not at that point a full understanding yet of how we had to do the work or or find our ancestors and provide sealing links between child and father. There was very much um, an understanding of sealing um sideways, as it were, rather than vertically through our ancestry line. But there was an understanding of sealing to, to of husband to wife at this stage, and indeed husband to wives, and indeed that families within the church were to be welded together. So you, this is where you find that there were Marriages and ceilings and ceilings for eternity only between some individuals like Joseph Smith and many of the wives that he did have, and so on were indeed these these eternity only ceilings um, and there was this understanding at this point where people thought, well, we need to spread wider and and bring the 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 saint family together. We are all joined together whereas it 's only well it is many years later, and I believe um and I've not got the quote right now, which is really frustrating. Um, but there was a talk given by President uh, Wilford Woodruff, I believe, who in 18, in the 1890s said, this is the time now when we, as the Salt Lake Temple was about to be dedicated, we this we are to find our ancestors and join them to us. And it was from that point forward that that truly started to be understood to the point where we have the understanding today of of, wil- of welding families forever. Um And I thought that was interesting. Uh, In verse three of uh, section two, it says, if it were not so, the whole earth would be utterly wasted at his coming. Now, this is very different again to what it says in verse six of Malachi four, it says, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So it's obviously quite um, a, a different picture we're getting here, that rather than being a curse, it means that if this is not done, then the earth will have been wasted. Uh, you know, the opportunities that we have, the blessings we have will have been wasted uh, if this is not done. Elder Quentin L. Cook of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles said this, quote, family history work Heaven blessed by technology has dramatically increased in the past few years. We would be unwise to become complacent about this divinely appointed responsibility and expect that Aunt Jane or some other committed relative will take care of it. Let me share President Joseph Fielding Smith's jarring comments. None is exempt from this great obligation. It is required of the apostle as well as the humblest elder or sister. Place or distinction or long service in the church will not entitle one to disregard the salvation of one's dead. Close quote. It is our responsibility. It is our duty, and as we will find as we get to the later stages of the Doctrine and Covenants, thinking in particular the the verse where we read from Joseph Smith that the dead without us can't be made perfect, and without the dead we cannot be made perfect, uh, we will see that through the years of um, of Joseph's prophetship, that he starts to understand more and more as time goes on, line upon line, precept upon precept. That this is how it is, that we need to have the blessings of the gospel restored for our entire family. Uh, and what a blessing it is indeed. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do continue to listen to the podcast. Uh, we'll have our regular pause from our Come Follow Me study tomorrow. And we'll be looking at a couple, some of your comments on Facebook and other messages that have come from you and also anything else I've been studying this week. Please do share the podcast. I'd love to get this out to more listeners so we can share this this gospel, share this testimony, our testimony with more people. Um, Please do that. And you can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if there's something you've studied, which you really want to share with someone. I'd love to hear it uh, and and respond back to you. And also I'd love to have, um, you know, anyone else on the podcast with me through Zoom if you're interested. Just email me that, that you're interested. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.